Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling, geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's DL. Back what up, double. DL? This is what we call a double header in baseball. Double whammy. It's a double header in baseball. Whammy. Two games, one day. Oh my days. When you win a double header, it's like really impressive. And I don't even know which way round these are going to be released in, so this might yeah, come after right. the one we just talked about. I hope so. not now, because this joke would be no, in- redundant, inferior. Also, they wouldn't get my second baseball reference to <laughs> kick off a podcast. <laughs> no one watches baseball, so I'm wow, sorry. A lot of people do in <laughs> Japan and America. I was going to say, That's I only it. found out recently, Japan's like one of the highest uh, A lot of countries of watch this. Japan, America, and Mexico. Okay. <laughs> Mexico. Puerto Rico doesn't count because it's kind of a part of America. It's not yeah, like I mean, well, we outlier. the Brits took over a lot of the world. We still count a lot of it. It's, that's why there's two places like cricket. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Look, there's going to be time codes in the description if you guys want to jump around. Uh, you can completely ignore the banter, which to this point, I'm going to say is the worst banter we've had thus far on our podcast. No way, man. <laughs> Baseball banter, wow. Double uh, This is an episode that we've pre-recorded because, well, I mean, they're all technically pre-recorded. Well, you're not doing this live. DL is going away for a couple of weeks vacation, so we're getting some of this lovely content together for you guys. So this is going to be a little bit shorter than normal, right, DL? The title of your sex tape. <laughs> sex tape. <laughs> a little bit shorter than normal. Wow. <laughs> That's what he says to all the girls. Absolutely. Uh, and a Brooklyn Nine-Nine reference as well. How have you been, mate? How you doing? Uh, I've been good. Sorry about that. That sounded like a roller coaster. Like you're <laughs> totally on the roller coaster. Uh, no, I've been good, man. I've been very well, you know, getting excited for this little vacation. So excited for the vacation. Staycation. So if you guys want to know more about his vacation, you listen to the last episode or stick around for the next one. Because talk <laughs> whenever, about it more. Whenever that. it's happening. I don't know. You're, you're going to Europe, right? Yeah, you're going to enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it. Um, yeah, but maybe not. I'm saying I'm not, I don't know what order we're going to release them in. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so we're back, baby. We're yeah, back, we are back for our usual set of content. And we have got a fantastic episode lined up for you guys today. Dre, do you want to talk through what the episode is Do today? you remember our debate episode? Ooh, I Zuh. do. Actually, episode Z. We've done two. Which were the, what was the first one? We did Iron Man 3. And there was something to do with the Daredevil. And we did right? the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. It was. Oh my days. I don't even remember what I took. I don't know what side I took, but I know I won. So the way these episodes I know that. work is we both, <laughs> we flip a coin before the episode and we decide who's going to be for a movie, usually a bad movie, right? Yeah, well, I guess. Well, is this a bad movie? Well, we'll, well, we'll talk about it, you? Oh, I was trying to Inception. You I get, see. <laughs> I see. Well, I think it's giving away which side little, of the coin little, we're on this time. A little trap-setting question. And what we do is we effectively give three argument points based on things from the movie. And we, at the end of it, ask, do you think? Do you now think this movie is better or worse than Aquaman 2018? Yes. And then Tommy is ready to lose for the third time. Oh, oh, four, three. Fighting oh, talk. Four, I'm three. pretty sure I won the first one. I'm pretty sure I won the Daredevil one. I don't remember what I argued, but I know I won. <laughs> Look, this is not critically a terrible movie, right? Can you guess me the IMDb score for this? This is Thor, the first Thor, 2001. Yeah, we, like, we didn't even preface that. That is the one we're arguing about. We're uh, going to be arguing for and against Thor, 2011. I don't... I don't imagine... It, it does seem like a pretty mediocre Marvel movie, except for the fact that it was like the first Thor, and like he's a good Thor, so maybe it's higher than you think it would be. Seven, eight. It's not. It's seven, which is still pretty good. Okay, it's bang in the middle. Yeah, ish. It's 
pretty average, actually. It's pretty. Average. <laughs> it's like the way well, you describe it. I was like, I, it feels like a seven, but you describe it like maybe it's higher than that. <laughs> like, man, I'm already throwing you curveballs. Yeah. You don't know where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah, Parkour. Seriously, seriously. Can you guess for then the Rotten Tomato score for this? Um, seven five. Ooh, it's seventy-seven. That's not a bad bad effort. And mm. finally, then the Metacritic score. Can you guess what it is for this? Sixty. Close. It's fifty-seven. So. Pretty mid-range in terms of the critics. To lower end. Yeah. It's not... To lower end. I... We'll get into it. Yeah. But before we do, do you have a stupid plot summary for Thor, the first Thor? Aussie colonist. 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 Aussie <laughs> colonist. Aussie colonist overcomes his white privilege in order to save his Pocahontas. <laughs> That smoked mine. I'm not even going to do one. Yeah, that's winning. That's, that's won that. It's honest, actually. That's the only thing you're going to win in this. So uh, I give. <laughs> all right. This is director Kenneth Branagh. Branagh? It's Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. Uh, who tell me, man? You'll know Kenneth Branagh from such directorial feats as he did Belfast recently, which is a very well-renowned film. He did Death on the Nile in 2022. He, of course, as we are discussing, did Thor 2011. Also, an actor. He was in some of your favorite movies. I know you love Dunkirk. Great, great movie. And he's also the the Mad Russian in Tenet, which uh, I, you know, it's a divisive film. In fact, we did we do a debate? There on is Tenet? an episode. No, we just did. It was not a debate. We would have agreed too much. Too many agreements. Yeah. Well, look, this movie is the jumping off point for the Thor franchise, as mentioned. There is Chris Hemsworth as Thor. We've got Natalie Portman as Jane Foster. We've got the. One of the first views of Loki, uh, played by Tom Hiddleston, Anthony Hopkins, Dallin Skarsgård, Kat Dennings, Idris Elba, Jamie Alexander. This is a bloody stellar cast. It Idris is. Elba in, a, in an yeah. almost completely silent I, role. I love to hear you say that. What? That what you just said? It's a stellar cast. It's it a stellar cast. Let's We'll talk about it, it in is. a second. But what I'd like to do before we uh, talk about this movie and get into the debate, I would like to ask you, DL... Which do you think is the goofiest of these IMDb pictures? First and foremost, we have the current MVP. You know full well who this is. It is Mobin Khan, who is mission scientist uncredited. <laughs> from I just saw the picture of our next one. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. from... I think he's been unseated. <laughs> with the dead, didn't mean with to the show dead it. eyes, yeah. I didn't. But then we now have the opponent, which is from this, and his role in this movie is Frost Giant Sentry. His name is Pat Duke. Can you please explain that picture to the to the listeners? This is no can you tap the screen because it just went dead for me. There is no disrespect by me saying this to any, you know, communities. But this Patrick is wearing a very flamboyant, oh, very flamboyant, flamboyant shirt, like almost like a party shirt. You would you would describe, and he's kind of hunched over. Yeah, and for some reason, as soon as I saw this, I just thought that he was getting sodomized from behind when he fucking when oh the picture day. was taken. Oh my days! So, and he's really excited about this. Well, you know what it looks like. He looks like he's one of the Wiggles. And he looks like it's, he's he's just had his picture cropped from the, yeah, the broad and over. You're right. Like it's like a, it's a group picture, and he's in the front. I'm trying over. to put a nicer spin on it. Then. But it look he's like leaning over for some reason, as if someone is behind him. I don't know. Now, for context, yeah. Goofy's down to be picture. He's also not, got a very not, big afro. We're not making fun of people. We're not I, trying I, to be rude. I was actually about their appearances, <laughs> <laughs> but we're just saying what's the picture that sh- they shouldn't have for their mm-hmm. IMDb. Yes. 
It's very unprofessional. Commercial. It's it's very unprofessional. Yeah. Uh, so you think you think Pat Duke's the new new MVP? Only because of what popped into my head. Weirdly enough, <laughs> like I think without that context, he wouldn't win. But so I had to give it. Mobin Khan. I've got to admit, yeah. he was a he was a stepping stone. Let's yes, be honest. He was. He, he was. He was weird, but an, an interesting looking chap yeah. who was flat out of the eighties. Now, let's talk a little bit about Thor. So we've all seen this movie. I'm, I'm hoping by now. Anyway, we're going to be talking full spoilers here. So the titular character, Mr. Thor himself, is cast out of his home Asgard by his father, Odin, for his arrogance in battle. He's sent to Earth to live among humans, where he falls in love with scientist Jane Foster, who teaches him humanity. And his newfound strength comes into play when a villain from his homeland sen- sends dark forces towards Earth. Dio. Yes. Would you like to tell us, first of all, whether you're for or against, and then give us your opening argument? I am for. Oh, dang. Thor being better than Aquaman 2018. There we go. And the opening argument. Your Honor. Your Honor. Has to do. Well, I don't have to say much because you said it yourself. (laughs) The cast. What a cast it is. And I know you agree with me because we just heard it. We heard it here, folks, like literally now 30 seconds ago. You can that roll, was before the trial. Can you roll you the can't, tape you back. Can't. Doesn't matter. You swore to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I didn't. Yes, you at did. At that point <laughs> in the trial. <laughs> you did. And I mean, like, what is there to, you know, what else is there to say? This is a coming out party for Chris Hemsworth. Yes, he'd been in things, but not many things before. Home and Away. Cabin in the Woods was a good flick. But he was, you know, a passing character in that before before this. Um, so this is kind of his big break, really. Uh, and Tom Hiddleston, right? I think oh, yeah. I'd, I hadn't heard of him before this. Had you? Uh, good question. In any case, he, it, he was... Great it, breakout role. Great breakout role. Well cast, right? I should stop there. talking. <laughs> you are really, <laughs> you're really digging yourself a hole here. Oh, I've got good well, arguments. Well, well cast. Chris, a cultural icon, right? And that's like... This, those are just the two main leads, uh, male leads, who are kind of now MCU favorites, right? But then we've also got Bay, a.k.a. Natalie Bay. Portman. You know, she's in the MCU, guys. Did you realize that? It's been a while. Oh, she's she coming is. back, too. Exactly. And, man, is she fire. She's just very, very, like, for being a damsel in distress role, still very, very... Wow, you're already throwing some shade at your own no, argument but, but here, so... Still, mm. But still very, very well cast. Mm, and still, think. And still very, very enjoyable to watch. She she has agency. She's a scientist. She's doing her best, you we'll know? T- we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, I mean, and also remember this film was, you know, made in 2000, what? 9, 11? 11. So, I mean, <laughs> sorry, wow. 2009 or 2011. <laughs> it's like 10, over 10 years ago, right? So like, well, yeah, the, you know, is. there's, there's, this is long before women in the MCU were getting their own movies. So let's put this in the context of the time it was in, <laughs> right? Um, and then we've got Anthony Hopkins, man. That's another, like, how, come on. Multiple yeah. Academy Award winner. And if that wasn't enough, you don't only have an Idris Elba, you have a honey-eyed Idris Elba. <laughs> Very good looking man. He's a good looking man. I, that is my opinion. Next James Bond? He's old now. I can't think he can. Yeah, I mean, I like, so. he could still do it, but I don't He could. He could do it. Uh, is is I, that your argument? I, it's a good that is, cast. My, that is my opening argument. Uh, if I may rebuttal, a cast which includes the goofiest of IMDb pictures at the moment, which is Pat <laughs> Duke. Is that really your argument? 
I, I didn't say anything about Pat Duke, did I? Other than his sodomization. <laughs> I'm, br- I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it into the argument. Uh, you know, Pat Duke. What is his role again? <laughs> he he is a frost giant sentry. <laughs> well, he didn't last very long. Thor took him out. Yeah, they all <laughs> got taken. They all got taken out. All right. Yeah. So my first argument in return. It's less about the uh, structure of the movie as yours is. It's more about the actual flow of the movie. So the first key point against this movie, Your Honor, is what on earth is Loki's plan? Now, for anyone who's seen this movie, which we've, we've, we've accepted we all have, it's some serious Heath Ledger Joker levels of convenience and dumb shit. It's like, let me, let me, let me talk you through this very quickly. So first and first of all, he tricks the Frost Giants into coming to Asgard <laughs> so he can destroy them. All right. Okay, get that. Uh, but he does this so he can effectively win Odin's love. But not only does he actively try and kill Odin's son after that, probably not a great way to gain his love, he also freezes Heimdall, who is one of Odin's most loyal servants in doing so. His plan is nonsense. And finally, as the chair on top of the cake, he then kills a lot of frost giants. Now, if you remember at the beginning of the movie, what exactly was Thor banished to Earth for again? I don't remember the beginning. Killing frost giants. Killing a lot not of really, frost giants. Not really. Breaking the truce. Killing a lot of frost giants. I rest my case. <laughs> okay. That was a bit too flamboyant. All right. Jeez. Do you have a rebuttal for it's that It's like point? you're wearing Paul whatever's shirt. Whatever. What's his name? <laughs> um, I have a pretty strong Pat rebuttal. Duke. I have a Pat Duke. I have a pretty strong rebuttal to this. Please. I, I do think I'm about to savage you. Just so you know. Mm. He's the god of mischief. How does that He's not the me? god of like well-laid plans. <laughs> mischief is by definition kind of childish and mischievous. It's like not really fully fleshed out. Not only that, you're 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 forgetting the fact that yes, he did make these plans, like some of them, which was to save Odin's son so that he would trust him and all, all those. Are, it wasn't just so he would love him; it was so all that his family and everyone would would respect him and think he was a hero. But also that obviously he didn't plan to hurt Idris; he just didn't follow his directions. Things didn't go to plan, and he acted like the flawed child that he is in response to that. So it actually, what I would say is it kind of fleshes out his character if anything i do have a buddle if you'll allow me to say one back to that i mean final point i will let you final point because i think you're gonna do is he's an immortal with eons and eons of experience now i know mischief bit of chaos nonetheless has learned enough to know what to do by now in terms of planning that's the point he's he's Eons and eons, all because he's the mischief god. All right, let the, anyway, the, we, we, the, the gavel running. would be banged right bang, now, and we would be told off. Oh, all right, what's your second objection? Objection. <laughs> what's your second? Hi, object. <laughs> um, my second argument is a little bit more heady. Now, stay with me, folks. Oh god, here we go. Are we going to the Twilight Zone? Yeah, like we're going to the Twilight Zone. The movie did what few have did something that few have done well. All right, please and please, I will open this up to the audience, including you. Oh, can, I am the audience. Yes, can I'm like, you, you're the only one. Really. Yeah, no one, no one else is going to talk. <laughs> um, can you can you name another show, film, 
entertainment medium that has merged the traditional sci-fi genre that the MCU has been up to this point with mythological high fantasy successfully. I mean, not off the top the of my head. The crickets are ringing loud no, and clear. Not off the top of my head. Cricket, cricket, cricket. That's because it hasn't really been Is that been the done. most crickets make? You do that every week. Cricket, <laughs> cricket, cricket. I, I don't they know. say that they're like Pokemon. They say their own I don't name. know how to chirp. Okay, all right. How cool. do you chirp? I don't know. I'm just chirp, checking. Chirp, I'm chirp. just checking. <laughs> um, let me answer that for you. There's not many because I couldn't think of many either. These are two genres that attract kind of the same kind of fans, but hardly ever coexist in the same kind of medium film universe because they're kind of tonally different. Nerds? Nerds. 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 I object (laughs) for the nerds. Um, They are geeks, not nerds. No, sorry. They, so my point being, it's, 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 it's kind of like impressive that it was able to do this because it doesn't really happen often because they're usually tonally different. So they avoid each other. Um, so I would say that this successfully merged like two very, very distinct genres into one. And that carries into the future films pretty well. Not only do they merge, it expands the world quite well. Cause going forward, it actually changes the dynamics of what can be brought into the MCU. I think because of this world, it, it, it's not out of place as you would think of a religious based myth, mythological fantasy would be in the MCU. And uh, I also really like the way that the city looked, but that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and you rest. And that's what I, that's I rest. I rest my case. Okay. So my one rebuttal to that is that yes. you know, the first 15 minutes may have some Norse, Norse mythology in it. And then it effectively is just a fish out of water guy on earth. So there's not a lot of that. Let's be perfectly honest. What about the 15 times he flies up to the other realm? Back. <laughs> back and forth back okay well, i didn't say it was a good rebuttal uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tom, no, that's a good argument. All right. Secondary argument. so my secondary argument as to why this movie is worse than aquaman 2018 is quite quite uh plainly that it suffers from a lot of movie tropes now the one i have in mind for this and the one which i'll expand upon a little bit is the classic the hero had to die to prove his worthiness cliche, which by now we've all seen a trillion times. It's been done to death in books, in movies, from the Matrix to the Bible. We've seen it. <laughs> we know this trope. <laughs> he proves his worthiness and just on the cusp of dying, he comes back stronger than ever. I'm sick of seeing it, DL, and... It falls very much into that MCU in- intro syndrome where, you know, we don't we don't need to see it again. We've seen it. Yes. And just so you appreciate yes. exactly how overdone this trope is, another MCU movie came out in this year, and it was called Captain America: The First Avenger. Mm. What what happens at the end of that? Do, do you remember? He effectively dies no, he frozen, to prove his worthiness frozen. and comes back at the end. He's frozen. Yes. Effectively dies and he's brought back effectively at the end. frozen. Well, Thor doesn't actually die. Everyone just thinks he's dead. Exactly. I rest my case. Uh, my rebuttal <laughs> is... Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> there is a hammer, though. <laughs> so, 
is it really the same? <laughs> I mean, every, I got to agree terrible. with you. you I, agree, have to have I, a terrible I agree rebuttal. with you on that one. You don't one. have to have a rebuttal for everything. I, I agree with you on that one. I think I, I think bring the Bible. Them, uh, I think if you bring the Bible into anything, you make your I, point. I, I, I agree with you on that one. Though, you just gotta say. All right. Anyway. And your third argument, DL. We have a very strong villain arc. Do we? Yes. Okay. It's grounded in character-based motivations. The the main. Char- We're talking about Loki. Yeah. Yes. yes. Not the frost giant that dies <laughs> midway through the movie. <laughs> no. Just who just, he's just who checking. he zaps like instantly dies. Just, just checking. Guy's not very impressive. Could be talking about yeah. Odin to be fair. Yeah. Oh, well, that's true. Uh, we have a very very strong villain arc. I mean, it's grounded in personal reasons for for existing, right? And and grounded in like feelings of jealousy and self worth and all the things that you could see make someone have someone make a bad decision. I have felt all of those things. Adopt, yeah, uh, being adopted and not feeling as a part of a whole, but family spoilers for Thor. It's came out a lot. Wow, <laughs> we called spoilers at the beginning. I think. Yeah, you have the the. The hero who kind of helps create the villain, which is a trope, but a trope that I think is usually good. It's like a, there's a reason why it's interesting. Um, and, you know, Thor's actions and, and hubris and lack of humility don't help the, you know, maturation and, and life of Loki. Qu- question, Your Honor. Yeah. Are, you, are you trying to say that Thor is the villain? No, I'm saying he helped create the villain. His, his titular movie. He, he helped create the villain, which okay. is what you see in a lot of good villains, is what I'm saying. Um, just checking your it's, it's a confused point uh, objection <laughs> can someone shut up <laughs> the defending counsel uh so yeah i think it, it, you have a strong villain strong villain arc it's grounded in like humanity and um as as his plan obviously and my point was to to, to your counterpoint earlier to your secondary argument whatever it was his plan as it obviously is failing because he's starting to be react emotionally. You see that it is grounded in a desire to be a part of a family and to be loved, which he doesn't feel. Um, and even Odin himself, you can tell realizes a lot of this was his fault as a parent towards the end. Spoilers. When Loki decides to jump into the void, you don't have to say spoilers every time he jumps into the void. Into the void. Yeah. Um, so that would be my closing argument. You know, every good movie needs a good villain. Okay. Yes. I'm not going to rebuttal that. I don't think. I think it was a confused point. That was my rebuttal. Okay, my third <laughs> I was argument. Confused about it. My, it's a strong villain. Yeah, no, fair yeah. My my third argument, simply put, is your first argument focused on the cast itself, and yes. then you moved on to more. Uh, you move more directly into the story based. Yes. I've gone the other way. I've gone directly into the story, and now I'm going to bring it back. Yes, to the cast, which the, you are on tape car- of saying is good. I'm going to say the, up- the cast is, is you know, it's firm. It's solid. You're trying to use every word but good. The cast They're is solid. <laughs> However, there is a cast member within this who some would say was treated slightly differently to the rest of the cast, at least in terms of appearance. Now, what I'm going to call out here is Agent Carlson. Always wearing a suit. Do you know? <laughs> Isn't that his name? Carlson? Did you notice Carlson. in this movie Thor's eyebrows by any chance? Now, it's interesting if you didn't because a lot of movie viewers did. Now, Kenneth Branagh, who I mentioned up top as the fantastic director and actor himself, forced Chris Hemsworth to dye both his eyebrows and his beard blonde for the role 
because he wanted it to be as realistic for a fictional character as possible. <laughs> he wanted effectively him to be the blondest man alive and just having long blonde hair just was not enough. Now, it's an interesting point to bring up because <laughs> not only is it hilarious, <laughs> not only is it hilarious that he was, that this Something did now, look off about him. Yeah, it was. I uh, did, I, now, part of me thinks that also he looked a bit older, which I thought was odd because he's look, fucking yeah. way younger. And I'm like, have you had work done, Chris? Precisely. Because you've gotten so famous, he's now you felt forced to have his eyebrows bleached. <laughs> no, now, that's the, most, the, kind of the most interesting part of this is that not only was it laughed at by fans, it was also called out when, when they were releasing uh, Avengers Infinity War by none other than Kevin Feige himself, saying. who says he regrets the decision and that they went too far in their ambitions to make Thor the blondest man alive. He stated... Definitely the one thing I would... Well, he says definitely twice, so he's really definitely. serious about this. Definitely. definitely. One for each eyebrow. The one thing I would definitely do differently if I had it over again is we would not have dyed Chris Hemsworth eyebrows blonde for the first Thor. And if Kevin Feige thinks this is a terrible character decision, this is probably a terrible character As decision. As Chris Hemsworth said to think about this since, I wonder... That'd be funny if you had. I'm pretty sure everybody said something about this by yeah. now. But just just to give you a little tipple there about Kevin. So, do you have a rebuttal or just direct your closing statement? No, I, I mean, like, it's hard <laughs> to disagree with, like, blonde eyebrows. <laughs> Can you even see them? Oh, yeah, it's real bad. But, like, I meant, like, because they're blonde, like, you know, you have those little blonde hairs you can barely see. Is he just eyebrowless? Because he's quite a tanned human being. They really stand out. <laughs> the dude looks so ridiculous. It's so strange. Why? There's a bit. There's a bit right at the beginning when he comes into the the great hall. Yeah, this is the one. Odin's yeah. At. Odin's about to knight him, uh, crown him as king, and he turns around and winks at Lady Sif, and they are just so blonde. Yeah, it looks weird. Yeah. All right. Close, anyway. Closing statement. Uh, my closing statement, as as all closing statements go, this is a great movie because of the <laughs> cast, the fact that it merged two genres successfully and therefore cal- catapulted the MCU into new heights in the future, which was the Avengers, right? The next the next movie, I think, was the Avengers or one of the more or less soon, um, which makes sci-fi and fantasy. That's my point. And thirdly, because we have a very, very strong villain who is relatable, who has grounded in real character emotions, who comes back in the future. We still want to root for him. That's a great sign of a good villain. That's my closing argument. Got to bro out. And you rest. And I rest. Closing statement for myself. Simply put, any movie which wow. forces the main lead He's actor. reaching. He's reaching, your honor. (laughs) (laughs) To not only have to fit into all the cliches in the world, and as well as uh, antagonists' terrible plan, but also on top of that indignation to dye their eyebrows blonde, (laughs) cannot be better than Aquaman 2018. I rest my case. (laughs) Never heard in Aquaman 2018. (laughs) (laughs) Rebuttal. Uh, Did my arguments convince you that this is better than worse than Aquaman 2018? No, sir. Did mine convince you that it is better than Aquaman 2018? If only by 0.2 on Rotten Tomatoes.
Or sorry, on IMDb. Honestly, your arguments did not convince me. What? But I do still think it's better than Aquaman 2018. Now you're just being a dick. <laughs> what we'd love to know, though, Now you're just is... being a blonde-eyebrowed asshole. <laughs> All right? Well, eyebrows are not blonde, huh, Dave? Yeah. What we'd love to know, though, is what you guys think. Do you think it's better than uh, Aquaman 2018? We will put a poll on our Instagram and let you know we are at Podcast Assemble on Instagram. The Podcast Assemble at gmail.com. My man. And finally, then, would you like a little bit of true or false trivia about... It does not have anything to do with eyebrows. It does not. I promise you. know the answer now. It doesn't. It absolutely (laughs) does not. There is an eye in there, though. You'll see. First one. True or false? Yes. The final choice for the role of Thor came down to two brothers. Two brothers. Uh, Chris Hemsworth and Luke Hemsworth. Really? Is this true or is it false? Oh, so you're telling me they were considering stubs. I'm asking you, is this true or is this false? They were not considering stubs for this role. False. It is false. However, yeah. it did come down to a Liam. different Hemsworth yes, brother, which is Liam up. Hemsworth. <laughs> Chris actually found it funny. He said, we both came all the way over, all the way over from Australia uh, and ended up battling against each other. He, however, bore no ill will to Liam, obviously because he got the fucking role. <laughs> that is crazy, actually. Crazy. But did you have you also seen the... You can see on YouTube there are videos of Tom Hiddleston actually yeah. auditioning for uh, Thor. Yeah, but that's obviously not going to work. It's like, not. He's not the right shape. No. Or... But Liam could have been. Liam could have been. But I just think Luke that... Luke could not have been. No. <laughs> Stubbs, you're going to stick to... I was hoping to trick you with you're the You're going to stick to guarding slightly hosts in Westworld. In Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Next true or false trivia. Is this true or false? Yes. Executive producer Stanley claimed he'd always wanted to play Odin. Is this true or is this false? True. It is true. Yeah. Uh, but, however, he was very happy that Sir Anthony Hopkins was cast. Why wouldn't you be? Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. And the performance in the role was obviously phenomenal. Like, he's great. He there's actually is of, really good. As there's a bunch of ad-lib parts in there that he did that you wouldn't know about. Hmm. It's so good. The, yeah, I just thought he like his, his like dialogue delivery was phenomenal. As I was rewatching it, I was like, this is like the best parts of this movie mm. are usually him. Yeah, and he's a yeah. he's full thespian. He just yeah. goes all out for this. It's amazing. Yeah. Fantastic actor. All right, final true or false trivia. This movie and the comics version of Norse, Norse mythology has certain differences from actual Norse mythology. For example, uh, Odin lost an eye in the ba- in the film. Odin lost an eye with the Jotuns. That's an interesting way of saying it. The Jotuns. In Norse legend, though, he gave it up. So he could see using his twin crow's eyes, Hugin and Monin. That's got to be true. It's actually not true. Okay. He gave up an eye to obtain cosmic wisdom. Interesting. Tricked you by knowing the name of his two crows. Bold choice. <laughs> eye for cosmic wisdom. Would you do it? Yeah, why, why not? It, why isn't, isn't cosmic wisdom associated with having a third eye? <laughs> Well, wow. this is interesting to me. Interesting. Doctor Strange might be able to tell you. I yeah. unfortunately cannot. Or brand the brand the broken. I just deleted all my notes. That is a great way <laughs> to end the episode. Are there any random bits you want to call out for this movie before we uh, finish uh, you up? You know, there. Well, I guess like if I had to call it out, Agent Coulson is you know 
I forgot how big of an OG he is. I loved Coulson back in the uh, day. I thought he was great. I always had like great little like witty office one-liners. Like, yeah. I need you for your debriefing as he flies away. It's like, <laughs> come on, bro. Like, <laughs> did you think he was going to stay? Are you kidding? He, he had a uh, really good part in that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. I, I never, never watched it, but he loved it. I never got into it, but I know he li- really carried that limping show for well, a I think time. he loved it. I think he was like, oh, I get a main role. Yeah. <laughs> but he never, he was never coming back to the MCU. Because after that, he, he that was after he died, right? Or he was killed. This was, yeah, well, yeah. that was after. What else? I always love Kat Dennings in these movies. She is top tier hilarious. Yeah, she is good. And I think there's a lot of like good humor in this. Like, I mean, the, the fish out of water element lends itself to good humor anyway. The yes. bit where he smashes the glass. Or he's just glass. like throwing things. Great. He's just like, oh. I like, need a horse. Yeah, yeah. There, there is like, and he's just super Aussie when he's doing it. So Aussie. It's, it's pretty good. Like that whole part of the movie. And she just keeps hitting him with cars. Like I, 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 it was very almost like 2000s movie yeah. humor, but I, I enjoyed it because Chris played it off and Natalie did too. Like they were good. Yeah, I agree. The one thing I'll say is I, I like, she was not because of her acting, but I was like just not believing because she was like so smart. I was like, I was just not believing. She was like falling for this frat yeah. boy. But yeah, it was like yeah. not because she didn't sell it. It was just like he was so ridiculous. Yes. Agreed. Like, I was like, come on. Like this guy sounds crazy. I think it's an interesting character because the first 15, 20 minutes she's in the movie, she is very science focused. But if you remove the science part, take that out. If you go from when Thor enters the movie, this does not pass the Bechdel test at all. She is just there to progress Thor's story and leer over him. She Well, she, Thor's the one that negotiates her powers or getting her shit back, not even her. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not it's not it's not I mean, like, that's no, part she, of the reason she, why but she, she does like she has agency in that she keeps pursuing her work and like it's better than mo- some. It's, it's not great. It's part of the reason why she didn't want to come back for the it's not, second one. It's not she great. was basically strong armed to come back in the second one. And there's an interesting fact we've talked about it on the podcast. Well, also, before. the second one, she's it's even worse. Yeah, it's way worse. Well, it, that doesn't happen. Pat, Patty Jenkins, who did Wonder Woman, mm. phenomenal female director, was supposed to do the second one, but she left the project because she effectively wasn't allowed to do some of the things she really wanted to do with the characters, including Natalie Portman's. So when she heard that, Natalie Portman was like, I'm out. I don't want to do this either. But because she was contracted, she had to do it. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah and she that. wanted to do that. They wanted to do some uh, reshoots. And the, one of the reshoots was the final scene in the movie where Thor kisses Jane Foster. And it turns out she just went, no, nah, I'm not coming back to any reshoots. So that's actually Chris Hemsworth's wife yeah. in that scene, which you've talked about on the pod before, yeah. but I like that's a little wrinkle. You got to have like a moment with her on screen. It's like, crazy they got her back. I wonder if Chris is like pissed about it. Probably not. He's probably like, go. You, are we talking about the future, the, the movie? I'm, I'm talking soon? about now. Like, he's like, was he mad when she left and how does he feel now? Like, I don't know. I'm curious. Because he was like coming up, you know, it was like a pretty big deal for him. Mm. I don't know. I think he's probably pretty happy to be working alongside such a stellar actor again. No, now I think it would be. I'm saying back then. Like, I wonder oh, how you mean, was he yeah, pissed yeah. that she didn't want to? Yeah. But then I suppose by the time Ragnarok came around, he wouldn't have cared because he was a big actor by that point. Yeah, but he she was wasn't such... in Ragnarok, right? That's what I'm saying. But by the time that came around, he'd already made his name and he was already, you know, bulking up to play Hulk Hogan, who's the biggest man alive. <laughs> I think that's it. It turns to the things that I saw, other than this is mostly a setup for the Avengers. I enjoyed this movie a lot, like rewatching it for the millionth time. Yeah, I've seen this one a lot. I've seen this one a lot too. I saw this one in theaters too. Well, thank you all for sticking with it. We do really appreciate it. We would love to hear what you think. As always, send us news. We love when you send us news. Mm-hmm. Tag us in a post or send it to us. We are at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or the Podcast Assemble at gmail.com. We'll also put up a poll and we'd love to know whether you think this is better or worse than Aquaman 2018. Also, what you think about Pete or Paul or 
<laughs> you can't even remember his name. Whatever his name is. Pat Duke. Pat. There was one other P word. Yeah, it was somewhere in the middle. Pat, um, Patty boy. Yeah, we'd love to. We'd love to hear it. You know, send us memes, give us a review, let us know. Do you thank you. Wrap yeah. up the show. Yeah, I was gonna say thank you, Lockie. Thank you, Tommy. Really appreciate it. It's a quick one, but you know, I I do quick work when I'm debating Tommy, so it's not too. <laughs> it's not. Ooh. It's not really my fault, Ooh. right? I, I, I can't be held accountable. The movie did the work uh, for you. You can't pretend that any of this was uh, you. Yeah, to got you a little tuna. And uh, we are out. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Dale. Thank you, man. Tally ho. Tally ho.